Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm Jenny, and I'm here with my co-host, Anna. And today we are talking about entering preserved foods into your county fair, and we're going to get our very best tips and tricks so that you can preserve with the goal of a big fat blue ribbon in mind. And lucky for us, Anna, as a master preserver, has judged county fairs and she's also entered into county fairs and I've never done either. So I will definitely be doing a lot of the question asking and I'll be learning right along with you guys. So Anna, what are the best tips for getting started with preserving with the goal of submitting to your county fair? Okay. I am thrilled to be talking about entering into your county fair because I think it's a a longstanding tradition in the United States to submit items into your county fair. In fact, there is a really fun movie from, I want to say the 50s, and it's called State Fair. And it's all about, you know, the state fair, the things you can do there. And there's also this like woman who submits her, I think it's pickled. I think it's fermented uh, cucumber pickles recipe. It's just really fun. And they've done a few different movies of it at least two. So check those out. It's really, really fun. So for me, when I did the Master Preserver program in 2018, one of the things that they offered as your extracurricular, like you kind of have to put in hours after you become a Master Food Preserver. And um, one of those is teaching classes. Another is helping to judge at a county fair and then also at the state fair. So I thought that would be really fun to do. And so I I go down and do the state fair, but I also do a couple local county fairs and they're just so fun. It's, It's really like anthropology for food for me because you can see a lot of the people who enter the county fairs are usually older, sometimes on the little ticket that you put on the bottom of your jar with your information, recipe information, you will put your age. There's like, sometimes there's a senior category, sometimes there's 4-H, and then everyone else in between. And it's just so fun. So some of my best tips for entering into your county fair, let me give you my top three. Okay, perfect. The first is to use a reputable source, whether it's from um, the USDA website, ball canning, or some type of extension recipe for us in our area. This is just in Utah, so it may differ from your local county, but usually there's a ticket that you fill out and it has, like I said, recipe source, 
processing time for us, it's really important that you put your altitude and then name and category. So number one is finding a reputable source for your recipe. Number two is to choose something that's a little bit unique that sets you apart from everyone else at the county fair. Usually the most popular items at a county fair are as follows. Number one, salsa. Oh, there are usually mountains of salsa that we have to judge and look through. Number two, I would say is like canned peaches because we have lots of local stone fruit here. So it's like peaches and then also just jams, tons of jams. So if you want to enter into the jams and jellies category, make sure that you're choosing something kind of unique or interesting. I always love seeing like a really cool pickled product. There was an entry last year that I absolutely loved, which was pickled beets, but the woman had sliced the beets in slices and then cut them out with cookie cutters that were in the shape of a heart. And then on the tag, it was like a heart shaped tag and it said heart beats. And I thought that was just so adorable. I think she was maybe in her 80s. (laughs) Adorable. And then the third and something that people might not think about is to make sure that your headspace is correct. Ah. So, you know, whatever it says in your recipe, you'll want to get the correct headspace. Oh, those are great tips, Anna. So when you're judging, like let's say that you're judging the jam category. Can you tell us what are you looking for when you're judging jams and or jellies? Yes. Okay. So when we're judging jams and jellies, let's start with jams. The first thing you want to look for is headspace. Always you look for a seal on the jar. And that sounds silly, but like some people enter things that are not sealed. So the first thing you look for (laughs) is a sealed jar. Second is headspace. Third is overall appearance of the jam. Like, does it look like it's been cooked well enough? Does it have, you know, like a thick consistency? And then you have to take into account things like maybe you did a blackberry jam and it's got a super hard set, but you know, if you've made any type of blackberry jam, that it happens naturally. Blackberries have so much natural pectin that that's probably the consistency that you're going to get. So you wouldn't dock somebody points for that. Mm. It's also a good idea to have matching lids and rings. So if you have a silver colored lid, get a silver colored ring, make sure that your jars are wiped off and clean. I know these are all really basic things, but you would be surprised how many people enter jars that uh, like you can't get the ring off because it's really sticky or something. (laughs) That surprises me. Okay, great, Anna. Keep going. What else are you looking for? Like I said, it's always just fun to see unique items. Some of the things that we run into that are tricky is when people don't have a recipe that they've cited. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, this is a family recipe. And so it's very difficult to judge something if you don't know what type of recipe they're using, because you don't know if it's safe or not. And really, that's what was told to me by Teresa Hunsaker, who was our amazing extension agent who trained us, is that you're really trying to teach people how to preserve safely. So if you see that maybe their altitude doesn't match up with their processing times, you could write a little note on the bottom. Always encouraging 
but definitely like helping people do it safely because you really want people, number one, to do it safely and number two, to come back the following year. So it's always good to have, you know, a positive attitude, get them really jazzed and excited to be entering because some people, this might be their first time entering a county fair or a state fair. So give us some tips for uh, if someone wants to submit some jelly. To me, that's the the thing I imagine, like a judge holding up to the light, looking through a jar of jelly. What are you guys looking for when you judge jelly? Yeah, exactly. You want your jelly to be set, but not super firm. You want a little bit of wiggle at the top, you know? You also want a crystal clear jelly. So we do hold it up. And like we talked about in the jams and jelly episode, there are tips to help you get that crystal clear jelly. Yeah, that one's always a fun one to judge just because it's a bit more technical. You have to have a a little bit more knowledge and skill to make a really good jelly. Do you get many submissions of marmalade? Hmm, not usually. I would say hardly ever. Really? See, I wonder if in places where there's more readily available citrus, like I wonder if in this uh, Southern California county fairs, I wonder if there's, you know, just wicked competition in the marmalade section. I suspect that might be the case (laughs) because marmalade is pretty tricky to get right. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And with so many varieties of citrus there in Southern California or maybe Arizona, um, there's just, I bet there would be there. For us, it's more, like I said, stone fruit, lots of berry jams, Mm -hmm. lots of grape jelly. There's a lot of grape products here. Sure. And now a quick word about our courses. Want to learn more about canning? Check out our video courses. Anna's beginner and advanced canning courses are available at smarthomecanning.com. And Jenny teaches a variety of courses, including the super fast steam canning course at startcanning.com. Use code POD25 to get 25% off those courses today. That's code POD25 to get 25% off today. So what's one of the best things you've ever tried when you're judging? What are some of the best recipes you've tried that really knocked your socks off? Okay. So something that you may not know or may may know is that at the county fair, we don't taste a lot of things. The only thing really that we taste is at the state fair. And if it's between like one or two items, and they're usually high acid food items or high acid pickled products. Number one, because it's just not safe anymore because if you don't know somebody's processing time or whatever, you wouldn't want to risk botulism. So what they encourage us to do is at the state level, if there is a competition between a couple different ones, you can you can try it. And what was really interesting, the first year that I judged uh, at the state fair, there were two jars of pickles, two quarts of pickles. And one of them was gorgeous. The other looked pretty good. And it was between these two. And we opened them. And actually, the one that looked really good was way too salty ah. than the other one. So that's when it's be able to taste test. Because even though something looks really good, it might not be the best tasting. So some people might say, oh, that's that's not fair that you don't taste test everything, but really it's more of a safety issue. Sure. So you're really measuring 
the visible results of technique and correct headspace presentation and the visible evidence of proper processing, right? Like that's you're looking for all that evidence, which I think is valid evidence, but that's what you're looking for, right? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And there are other categories at the state fair or at your local fair, at least at ours anyway. There's dehydrated products. Uh-huh. There is now a new category of freeze-dried products, which has been really fun. Yeah. So like in your dehydrated category, there might be fruit leather, there might be, you know, like apple slices or like we had a really good submission one time, which was dehydrated apple slices that they had dipped in a simple syrup and then sprinkled. I want to say it was like sugared orange zest, something like that. And it was so good. Like that combination of apple and orange was really, really nice. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways that you can be creative when it comes to like dehydrated foods in that dehydrated foods category. I think it would be really fun to enter. Like I love making peach fruit roll-ups with tahini chili spice on top. That's a really fun one for me. But like that's a way to kind of set yourself apart and differentiate yourself from all the other people in your category is to be creative in the ways that you can. So mm-hmm. we have in, I believe it's our jams and jellies episodes, uh, we kind of talk about ways that you can alter a recipe to make it fancy or bougie or cool. Um, and that's by like adding some herbs or adding some extract or spice. Those are ways to set yourself apart at a local or county or state fair. Right. There's our episode about jams and jellies in particular that you guys could check out and also the ways that you can safely alter a canning recipe that you should definitely check out. So Anna, my next question is, what about pressure canned recipes? Do you judge many recipes that have been pressure canned? Yes. And some county or state fairs don't allow pressure canned recipes. I'm not sure why. But yes, I have seen chicken. I've seen beef. I've even seen squirrel. Wow. I've seen fish. All of those are, all of those are acceptable. Other pressure canned items like, oh, say like corn, vegetables, potatoes, whatever. Those are all acceptable as well. Ah, so good. Do you have any other tips and tricks from your own personal success in submission? Have you ever submitted a recipe and thought, dang, that was really great. That worked out perfectly that you could share? Okay. So to be fair, I have only submitted one time Uh and it was at my local fair. And personally, I'm not allowed to judge in my county. Uh, They do that just for like unbiased opinions. Sure. So I submitted, it was called, I think it's called like the five star canner and you choose five different things from five different categories. Oh. And then all of those you submit. Yeah. It was my first year after doing the master preserver course and it was so fun. I did like a jam. I did pressure canned corn. I did pickles and I can't remember all the things that I did, but I remember liking it. The only problem is, is that I have a really strong community of like old women here who just like knock it out of the park every year. 
They submit in every category. They submit multiple things in categories, you know. Um, so I did not win that. I think there were maybe like five other people that submitted stuff. So it hasn't stopped me. I just think also something that we haven't really talked about is that there are certain payouts sometimes in a county fair or a state fair, yeah. uh, depending on, you know, if you're the grand prize winner, the sweepstakes, the honorable mentions, they usually will get some type of payout. It's usually not a huge payout, but in right. my case, the reason I submitted for the five-star planner is because the payout was $50. So right. I was like, okay, like, I'll do that. <laughs> but sometimes submitting into your fair costs money. And then if you don't win, you just are kind of out. So I don't know. You have to weigh the pros and cons. I mean, I think it's fun to have submissions, but just know that there might be a cost associated. Sure. That's awesome. The only time I ever submitted anything to our county fair was a quilt I made. And I was in the junior category, which frankly was kind of unfair because I was a senior in high school. But I want to say I got $25 because I got, did I get best in show? I don't want to say that I definitely did, but I, I did well. I think I got a blue ribbon, but I, I got $25, which was a pretty good deal, I felt like. Mm. Okay, Anna, you have shared so many good tips. So I love your three top tips for using a reputable source for a recipe. Use a unique twist or try to do something that sets you apart and be sure to have the correct headspace. I love that you told us that you're looking for the correct headspace, a seal on the jar. You're looking for if it's cooked properly, if it's the proper thickness. And I just love imagining you like holding a jar up to the light, looking through jelly to see how clear it is. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add, Anna, before we wrap up? It was such a good episode. Thank you. I mean, I think it would be a really fun activity to do with your kids if you have kids. I think just showing them, I don't know, it, like just doing a, an activity together. I don't know how many of our listeners have a 4-H group, but they usually will submit items into a fair, whether it's animals or crafts, but the food category for 4-H, at least in Utah, I've seen kind of dwindling. So I would recommend that you just like do this with your kids and like help them. That's an awesome suggestion. That's a, that's a great, great suggestion. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Anna, for sharing your expertise. And if you guys end up submitting to your local county fair, please tag us on social media and or send us an email. We would love to see what you submitted. Yes, I would love to see. That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.